Welcome back to the After Ellen podcast. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Jocelyn McDonald, and I am here today with Emily Wolf, who is a singer-songwriter. Hello, Emily. Hey. How you doing? I'm so excited to meet you. I had not heard of your music before your publicist's email popped up in my inbox, but... Um, it struck me right away. I I saw that you have a signature guitar coming out and I have dreams of becoming a luthier. So I was like, okay, Whoa, well, we're going to be best friends. Yay, so that's let's awesome. get this interview going. Let's do it. Then I listened to your music on YouTube. The first introduction that I had was your paste performance. And I was absolutely floored because you, you know, you have this like sweet nature that you project and then you have this big ass E335 <laughs> type, you know, semi hollow body guitar and it's just like fucking rock and roll like, <laughs> from the first note. I'm like, ah, I'm scared. She's, she's, she's a real rock and roll queen, guys. She's not playing around. That, that means a lot to me. Yeah, that guitar, man. It's a big guitar, but I just love the sound of it. So it's it like I've had It sounds so good. Thanks. And it's a little bit mean and yeah. um growly. Yeah. What I loved about I I read your Wikipedia page and I saw that you had been quoted as saying that you look for the things that seem like they wouldn't go together and you mentioned Demi Lovato and Queens of the Stone Age yes. and I was like fuck yeah that is exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for in the next oh, yeah. wave of pop music we need this that's so exciting yeah I mean I've like I've just always loved pop stuff you know mm-hmm. shamelessly loved it and. Um, but I love hard rock and classic rock and Queens and like really intense guitar tones. So mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder how I can merge these production elements together and make a record that doesn't sound like 2001, but <laughs> sounds fresh, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was the challenge, but I think, I think I did it. I think, you know, we'll see. Yeah. So your new album comes out on tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's called Outlier. And speaking of Queens of the Stone Age, it was produced by the same, um, uh, explain, album, pe- people, record label. I'm forgetting words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah the bass player from the band um, produced the whole record because he's, mm. he's, he's just an incredible musician. And m- me and my bass player and drummer are huge fans of his side project. Um, so when we're, you know, touring and on the road and in the van we just throw on many mansions his band and it's it's just so cool and he he figured out a way to make like pop rock really aggressive which mm-hmm. you know like in a in a in a really unique way um so i was like man i wonder if this guy would want to do my record and so we reached out and it, it was a complete shot in the dark <laughs> like we were like i don't you know doesn't hurt to ask and he like responded and we were just jumping up and down on the hotel bed just like so excited about it um and he was like yeah let's do it sounds cool so that's awesome oh i love that when that happens it sounds like the universe wanted to bring you together and it was just effortless yeah so cool 
Yeah. So you get to collaborate with somebody that you haven't collaborated before, but who whose music you love. And talk to me a bit about like what it's like to be back in the studio. I imagine you're able to play in person with others for the first time in yeah. a long time, eh? Oh my God. It's amazing. It was so rough not to be able to do that because it's like <laughs> a, a part of your identity is taken from you, you know? And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people went through that with COVID, but man, not playing shows, not playing, you know, rehearsals even. Um, so it felt great. It felt great to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just fun. Were you out of practice of being vulnerable in front of other people? Or did you just slip right back into songwriting with others? Riffing off each other and getting each other's energy. <laughs> yeah, there was like an adjustment period. I kept apologizing to mm. people, to everybody, like, oh my God, so sorry, I missed that note. And they're like, dude, stop. Like, <laughs> you don't have to do that. Just fucking, like, just sing, you know, you know. But um, yeah, after that adjustment period, I think I slipped back in. It's like riding a bike, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. So, was uh, the last year and a half like creatively productive for you in the isolation? Did you turn to music to, you know, find your solace? I did. Yeah. I, uh, Funny enough, I still, we were talking about day jobs earlier and I, I, uh, I've worked at this one music store for like four years. And so luckily I had a job during COVID. So, you know, I was doing, I was setting up guitars and repairing pedals and, you know, all this stuff during COVID. Yeah. And then I would come home from that and, um, finish up songs and finish the record. So, uh, it was productive, um, I do feel like I was really lucky to be able to make money during that time because a lot of people couldn't. Um, and, but yeah, music was was the thing that I felt most connected to during it, which I I always am, but um, especially during that time because I missed it. It was like having a friend move away or something. Oh, you know? oh, that is deep. Yes, <laughs> I do know. Yeah, I um, I have been a musician for only a few years and I was just hitting the point where I, right before quarantine started, where playing with others was like getting high all the time. And it's like the cheapest thrill. And it's so exciting to be with others and to have that creative energy flowing back and forth. So for a professional musician, you know, all the, all the professional musicians that I know in my life have been hurting pretty bad for that particular wavelength. And um, did you um, find that there were other, that there were silver linings or benefits to the isolation of not being able to play with others? Did you have to get more creative in your songwriting or anything like that? Yeah, I I had to really look at my songwriting process because... Ooh, tell us all yeah. about it. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, like sometimes when life throws these crazy things at you, it it just shakes things up and it's like, all right, well, I guess how do I do this differently or better? And I was looking at it and looking at all the songs and Michael and I had been passing demos back and forth to get pre-production done for the record. Cause he lives in LA and I live in Austin. And, uh, so we couldn't, you know, be in the same room for pre-production, but, um, he taught me a lot about it. He was like, man, like, you just got to be more simple. Like if you want this to stick, like don't overthink your lyrics. And I've been, you know, notoriously 
bad about that because I'm like, I just want every word to be so dope. Like, you yeah. know, but in that, it, it's weird because it's like the more simple it is, the, the more accessible it is to people. So I, I had to kind of rethink my process and really make every single line of every song lead into the next and tell a story. Mm. Which I, I, you know, I've heard that before, but it really like the shoe finally dropped for me this time, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much, that was really what, what changed a lot. And a, a lot of my, you know, previous music, I, it's so much fun to play live because it's like, all right, I'm going to take a solo whenever the fuck I want. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but now it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on the songs now. I'm not going to base every song on check out this fucking riff. You know, it's, um, it's uh, very much based on arrangement and making sure every song is super concise and hits a nerve, you know? Um, but, yeah. That sounds like evolution, honestly, because when you're, when you're, when I heard, first heard your songs, I was like, holy shit, the, um, this chick is fucking shredding. Like you're very good at guitar. It made me, it honestly made me want to pick up my guitar again because guitar is so much harder than banjo. I just don't bother. Um, yeah, I saw that banjo back there. It's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. I, I have like six banjos and I I play banjo every day and I have um this guitar that I literally never play because really? unless I'm like trying to like cover Phoebe Bridges <laughs> Phoebe, <laughs> Phoebe Bridges for an afternoon. Yeah. Because I'm sad and, and homosexual. Um <laughs> but uh but you know, it um but that was what I noticed about your playing is you are so technically proficient like you just shred the fretboard and I could totally see how the next evolution for you would be to actually um not rely on that as um uh, as the go-to because yeah you're very good at guitar Um. Uh, you know I'm trying I'm trying but yeah it's I think too something about being constantly called a blues rock musician like I mean mm. I, I love blues like don't get me wrong mm-hmm. I love B.B. King and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Albert King and the whole lot of them but I was like man I kind of want to get out of that I don't mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to do blues rock because how far can you really go with that Ooh, yeah um so you don't yeah. want to hold yeah totally yeah you have but, a lot of ideas and they're just coming out of you you're coming out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. on that note, like how many guitar I, I'm seeing your guitar stand in the background of your of your picture. How many guitars have you got? Um, okay, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Um ten That's guitars. so many. How <laughs> many is they're all the fucking same too? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, you just you you have a sound that you like. Yeah, I mean, I can't get away from it. It's like I'm just loyal to it. I don't know what it is, but you're also really big into pedals, and you have a very elaborate pedal mix setup. Yes. Tell us about that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's my it's my mistress. Uh, oh, <laughs> when you think about like, oh, my first love is guitar. It's like, oh, pedals uh-huh. are hot girl or whatever. Um, so yeah, I've got this. Um, I've got this loop switcher. So basically I have like 14 different pedals and the loop switcher. No, it's a lot. It's my pedal board's like 60 pounds and I need to figure <laughs> out I need to figure something out because I'm not gonna be able to fly with this thing. But um oh, shit. Yeah. But it, so this loop switcher is really cool because you basically loop in all the pedals 
and you can um you can basically program your songs into them and have presets for every song and then you can scroll through it and it's like your whole set list is there with all your presets so it's like a game changer really i mean like i don't have to you know step on 12 pedals at one time like i used mm-hmm. to um yeah Yeah, just remembering like which order to step on them i feel like in the moment you're already nervous like that could be a lot yeah that and you know play make sure you're playing the right notes and singing yeah and singing at the same time all of it yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so let's talk about the um the tour but you said you're not going to be able to lift that 60 pound uh you're not going to be able to take that on the plane that 60 pound pedal board so you're 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 touring soon um what's your tour going to be like are you excited to get back on the road i can't wait i mean i would play like i would play in a gutter at this point yeah <laughs> just give me a pa system right in the gutter and i'll go and it'll be <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah it's going to be great I've, um we're going through uh, the south, up the north, or excuse me, the east coast. Um, so we're going mm-hmm. to Louisiana and North Carolina and all the way up to New York and Albany and then back down the Midwest. Um, so it's going to be good. I, I've done that tour a lot uh, before COVID and I loved it. So I'm excited. I do want to get out to the west coast. I think that's going to happen um, next quarter like the q1 of next year mm-hmm. so that'll be fun listen to you you're a business bitch <laughs> getting out there in q1 okay i love it just throw q1 out there and everything like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right totally <laughs> that's hilarious i want to talk about your beautiful signature epiphone so this is a um really classic semi-hollow body guitar that it would be perfect like you were talking about in blues um and 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 also like a lot of types of country i feel like chet atkins played a similar yeah. not he played a gretch but you know yeah. big fat semi hollow body uh right. guitar and a couple of humbuckers on there and yeah. tell us all about it tell us how did you um how did you make all the decisions oh man i knew what i wanted immediately um oh yeah so i i have it was about 10 years ago i i went into a guitar center and got this Sheridan it's like Sheridan 2 and it's massive like it's I was like that's the one (laughs) Um, yeah uh because it reminded me of Lucille of B.B. King's Lucille and I just loved Mm. him and his playing and um so I really wanted something that I could hold on to but that would be electric so Mm -hmm. um and like smaller body guitars I don't really feel like I can it it feels like I'm cheating almost Mm. yeah too easy yeah, I got to I need to have some kind of like struggle a little bit and wow, you are just inspiring me so much right now because the reason I never play guitar is cuz it's too fucking big. I can't get my arms around it. I can't get my little fingers around the fretboard. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like a fuck you. Like I can do this. Like fuck you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I am I'm taking notes sis because <laughs> yes, I'm going to re- I'm going to recommit after this. Um yes, I I told my um I told everybody that I was interviewing you. I was so excited. And I showed everybody your guitar. And my my banjo teacher was like, that was like the one of the first guitars I have. I can't believe I ever sold it. It looks just like my first guitar. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And my ex um, 
girlfriend who in very typical lesbian fashion, I'm like very close friends with still, um, <laughs> actually sells guitars. She works at Guitar Center <laughs> and she was freaking out. She loves your guitar so much. That's awesome. That rule. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely feeling very inspired right now. It is a thing of beauty. I love how it's got, um, it seems like it's a really solid guitar. Like they didn't skimp on um, the manufacturing and the construction of it, but they also managed to include plenty of aesthetic, um, really nice aesthetic touches, like the kind of matte gold pickups and the, um, there's a really beautiful inlay on the top. Yeah. Yes. Um, and your signature on the back, yeah. which you can like only see in a certain light. It's really cool. It's important. I, cause I wanted my name to be on it because it's such a cool accomplishment, but I also, yeah, I also like, didn't, I mean, whenever I, so, I mean, I still work at the music store and um, yeah. sell a lot of a signature like basses and, you know, like guitars and stuff. And whenever I pick up a signature, I'm like, Oh, this isn't my, like, this isn't mine. You know, it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. But now I'm playing, you know, not the same. Eldell Johnson's bass, like so. Um, I I don't know. I wanted people to go into Guitar Center or wherever and see that guitar and immediately have it be theirs. And you know, like I I did want my stamp on it, but I didn't want it to be too visible because mm-hmm. it's such an important relationship with the guitar that you love. Um, it just feels like such a part of part of me and I wanted that to be a part of other people who buy it um so yeah I think yeah you're right they didn't skimp on the manufacturing which is really great yeah yeah I watched a lot of YouTubes about it uh unboxing videos and people were like yeah this this look guitar is legit and it sounds fucking killer I'm so happy about that that's so great yeah um yeah oh what was i it was it was a very important question oh so did gibson approach you and they were like okay here's here's what you can pick from or were you like okay here's what i want it's got to look like this and it's got to have this and that like how did it happen yeah so basically they were like hey do you want to do a signature guitar and i was like fuck yeah (laughs) 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 yeah but i freaked out anyway and anyway so um uh, they were like, well, we don't have any like signature Sheridans and that's like all you play. And I was like, well, let's, let's do a Sheridan cause that's my main thing. Um, and so I really wanted it to be like a tribute to my original Sheridan, but also has some modifications. Like, um, for instance, the, the, sh- the original Sheridan has four knobs and I never use that bottom tone. Mm. So I was like, just take it off. Like I can't reach it. <laughs> I can't reach yeah. it. Um, so that, so it's a, a, a three-way toggle switch and just one master tone knob for both pickups, um, which is unique. Uh, and then I want to. Diamond- and what's the advantage or disadvantage of that? What, why have such a unique feature on it? I just figure, you know, if I don't ever use this, why have the extra mm-hmm. electronics? You know why? <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, that's just adding weight to an already heavy guitar. Totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, okay, cool, yeah. Uh, and then I wanted diamond F holes because 
There's not an Epiphone out there with diamond F-holes. Oh, I love the diamond F-holes. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. So for people who haven't seen this, you know, you can imagine a typical guitar, a a typical semi-hollow body has these F-shaped holes like you would see on a cello or a violin or something. And these are so rock and roll because they're a diamond. (laughs) Yeah. And the Trini Lopez model, the Gibson Trini Lopez and the Gibson Dave Grohl models also have diamond Mm, F-holes. I mm, love mm. them. And I was like, man those guitars are like three grand each, like, or more, you know? So I'm like, Mm -hmm. we can do better. Yeah. Like let's let's offer this to Epiphone players who don't want to spend more than 800 bucks on a guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, So yeah, it's exciting that, that that's a part of the, the, the layout. Um, Yeah. I, 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 it's a, it's like a matte, like a satin kind of matte black finish too, which I've always loved matte black. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah it feels really good to play too it's like um because the original sheridan it's uh it's lacquered on the back on the back of the neck so it kind of you know if you're like sweating and it's like oh it's like slippery yeah. or it's like maybe not it. slippery enough you're getting stuck on it really you get stuck on the neck <laughs> and, um again amazing guitar but i was yeah I was, let's uh let's do like a satin finish on the neck and yeah they they loved it um yeah so. What what wood did you choose? Woods. Well, um, it's Indian laurel. Um, so let's see. It's a mahogany body. The mm. fretboard is Indian laurel, and then I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the whole thing is mahogany. So for those of our listeners who are not tone woods nerds, tell us about what mahogany and Indian laurel are like. What kind of tones are we getting out of there? Man, so Indian laurel is pretty close to rosewood, which there's two like main types of wood on a guitar fretboard. There's maple and rosewood. Both really hard woods. Yeah. And I've never liked a maple neck. Um, Mm. I don't connect with it because it's like, it's Mm. almost like, it's almost like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but it feels too lacquered and too covered up mm, barrier mm, between mm. me and the, the fretboard. So I like Rosewood cause it's very natural and it's really kind of, you know, slick and easy to play. A lot of people disagree that they're like, Rosewood's like, it makes you slow. And I'm like, who said like, who, who said that one time? <laughs> and you believe it. convinced well, you <laughs> it's, it's not true. Um, but yeah. So uh, it's great. There's a ton of sustain in a, a mahogany body too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the fact that the the finish on the body is, it's like pretty thin compared to the original Sheridan. Um, okay. So there's a ton of sustain, a ton of, uh, you know, reson- resonant, resonant elements in the, the tone that comes out of the, the F holes. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's like perfect for me. I love it. Wow. I love it. I love that it's it's your signature. It's got your name right on it. It's crazy. It's so nuts. It's so fantastic. And something that you've been dreaming about. I mean, you said you you got a, a similar guitar like 10 years ago. Yeah. So you've probably been like ruminating on what you would do if you if you had your own like day in the shop. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I've 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 wanted a signature guitar since I was a little girl and Wow. Yeah, I mean it's like Wow, dreams come true, listener. <laughs> wow. They do. they do. And uh that's so cool. I mean, I've play I'm planning, you know, to do music for the rest of my life and so I kind of had this idea in my mind like 
okay, this is going to happen, but it's going to happen when I'm like 55, you know, mm-hmm. my knees are too like, like weak to tour. So like, you know, I thought it would be like one of those kind of legacy guitar uh, things, but yeah, was, they're, Epiphone's doing this really cool thing where they're just supporting um, emerging artists and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge artist by any means. Um, but it, it's really cool that they're offering emerging artists this kind of exposure and this kind of gift. And, um, I don't, I don't really see a lot of gear brands do that. So I thought that was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you you may be emerging, but you've got some, uh, some, moments in the past couple of years like our listeners being lesbians may also be big fans of batwoman you've had a couple of tracks on batwoman and the bold type another lesbian show yeah yeah that's crazy i didn't i didn't know yeah you're right that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you not realize that your songs were on those shows <laughs> i knew i knew about it but i i i haven't seen the bold type um, yeah so kind of slipped your mind and know it was a lesbian show, but that's great. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it either. But being the, I, I edit the website, and so I read what other people write, and they write. Uh, we have like somebody who regularly contributes about the bold type. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know the degree of lesbianism or, or bisexuality in the show, but women love it. There's a lot of fans out there to watch that. Yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> um, what have I not asked you? Um, yeah, I just, I, I really just for days have been so excited to ask you about your guitar because I want to make guitars when I grow up. I mean, I, I make banjos now, um, but someday I think I would make a guitar too. I think I would like guitar better and I would play it more if I were making guitars. Oh man. Cause I would you gotta need do to it. know what they sound like. Gotta I got to try. I got to really commit. <laughs> yeah, go to Luther school. It, it's like totally, totally doable. Exactly. I uh, actually leave on Saturday for North Carolina. I'm going to a camp where I'm going to learn how to make banjos. I'll be making my third instrument since quarantine started because uh, wow. that was my hobby. Others others picked up sourdough and I picked up instrument making. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so I'll be making my... Um, it's cherry. It's got like 28, I think, hook nuts. It's like really elaborate. It's going to have... I'm going to do like semi fretless. So that'll be like real, real slidey and bendy at the top. And then yeah. at the, at the heel, it'll be cut out. Um, there'll be a scoop is what banjists call it. So we can play it over the neck. Um, but I like look at guitars all the time and I think I want to make you too. There's so much going on with guitars. I want, I want that. Yeah. They're pretty amazing instruments. I just love how, you know, they used to be, I mean, this stuff was wood. It was alive. It was mm-hmm. a tree. It was- and so like it's really really cool to me that you can make something that was alive into something that can create something else to be this living art you know that kind of goes on through time absolutely and i love about guitars that there's they sound better as they age and the wood actually opens up and so, you know, to think of a thing that you murdered and covered in lacquer actually becoming more open and like vibrational and tonal and um, resonant with time is is so beautiful. And like you said, there's um, this very like transformative power in music creation. I feel like I was just talking about this with LP yesterday. I, I had an interview with LP and um, uh, we were talking about the same thing, like 
I was kind of saying that music is, um, I, I realized because of COVID, um, going to save the world. And it is like the perfect balm for your anxiety or your fear or whatever you're going through in life. You could take a break for a half an hour if you pick up your ukulele or your guitar or your banjo or whatever. And I feel like the more people have instruments, the more the gospel of sound healing (laughs) will be spread. Yeah, I completely agree. Which is another fantastic thing about your Epiphone being like under a thousand dollar price point. I mean, that is like such a populist. I mean, Epiphones for every lesbian. That's what I have to say. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that that, you know, not having concerts to go to was tough for everybody. It's crazy how much you realize, you know, that was a really important part of my life. Um, Yeah, audience. Definitely. So getting to go back to shows now is like, it's a really healing thing. Yeah, absolutely. I went I went dancing the other night too and I forgot like I used to go to raves and go out dancing like every weekend. I mean, that's just exercise that's just a night of cardio for me, you know. That's just like how I get my exercise in, my steps. And I had not done that for a year and a half and forgot that you know, I was like looking around the crowd and seeing all the smiling faces and I was like, "Oh, I'm in church right now." Yeah. I forgot that this is how we worship. Totally. Yeah, it's not okay to, to not have that. We can never do this again. I don't know how we're going to... Insane. Insane. Build the world safer and more um, and more complete and more resilient, but we have to figure it out because we can't um, not have live music and, and we cannot have... People have to enjoy music together at the same time. It's not enough to listen to it on your own record player. Totally. Although it's a start. It is a start. It's just so magical when you get in a room with a bunch of people and they're all singing the same fucking song. It's like, oh my god, spiritual, you know. Tell me about that. So when, so when you're on stage and you have like people singing your lyrics back to you, what does that feel like? Unreal. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. This is better than any kind of drug that I, you know, because it's like okay, something that I really deeply felt. Somebody else felt enough to sing it back to me like that's wow it's really like platonically romantic if that makes uh-huh. sense, you know it makes total sense yeah I mean it's definitely like you are sharing this vitality with another person it's very intimate it's so intimate yeah it's great I love it yeah I I love that and I love how this fits into your journey as a musician because you know you're coming out with this new album and you were saying how in the writing of this album you simplified your lyrics and you had to get really serious about making the every word count and just distilling it to something more universalizable and that is going to make it so much easier for people to sing along to <laughs> Yeah, that's you're going to have the whole crowd going. Do it. I'm ready. I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. And so what's it like in Austin? I mean, Texas has been like semi-open for a bit now. Yeah, man. Austin's Austin's good. It's 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 a booming city. Um, you know, and it's really hot as hell here. It's like really degrees. You walk outside and you're like sweating, but uh <laughs> wow. Um it's great though. I mean, I I love living here. It, my my family's here, and uh, I met my wife here. And um, how'd you meet your wife? 
it's it's a long story. Mutual friends, oh. but I'll, okay. I mean, I'll yeah, I'll I'll tell it if you want. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone would be very interested. <laughs> I think that's always the cutest story. Here we go. Um, so yeah, we were bo- <laughs> we were both in relationships. Uh, they weren't great relationships. They were pretty toxic. Um, but uh, classic lesbian. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> dynamics. Yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> but I uh, I was playing drums for this girl named Lex Land, who's an incredible singer and she's from here and she's amazing. You should really check her out. She's one of my favorite vocalists ever, but Lex Land. Okay. I'm gonna look her up. Yeah. She, um, she's like, she's a good buddy of mine, but I was playing drums for her one night and, uh, I guess Brittany was there, uh, with her current partner, not current, but then partner, um, yeah, you're her current partner. Yeah, <laughs> Just for clarity. I can hope so. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I guess she she was like, "That's when I first saw you," and so um, we started hanging out, uh, the four of us. <laughs> and then there was a little, you know, side eye action, and um, oh, yeah, it was. I mean. There was just a spark. It couldn't be resisted. You can't you can't fight true love. It's just not <sighs> something you can do. But interestingly Why enough, you try? like, you know, so we, we she's gonna maybe kill me for saying this. Um Uh-oh. But you no, know, she I mean, we tell everybody, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but we basically <laughs> switched partners. Um, so I went in a relationship with her, and then my former partner is now in a relationship with her former partner and we don't honestly everyone wins that's fantastic it's pretty interesting we don't speak anymore it's pretty you know it's not it's not a thing that sounds healthy honestly i'm i'm like trying to tell the lesbian world about not talking to your exes because we've all been we've all been there like you're trying to maintain a friendship with all your exes at a certain point it's healthier to just say goodbye you got we, we it. We were, yeah. You know, yeah. Acknowledge, acknowledge what it was and then. Yeah, it served a purpose for you both. And now you're moving on, letting it go. Totally. This is honestly such a sweet story. It's like, um, you know, Sappho answers prayer, you know, because like everybody ended up walking away with a great partner. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as I know. Square dance. Yeah. As far as I know, those two, two are still together, um, which, you know, great for them. Do whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. I found my soulmate. Um, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh man. Happy pride month. I am feeling very proud right now. (laughs) So sweet. Oh, so cute. Well, on the topic of pride month, what uh, I want to ask you, what, how, how do you celebrate? Oh man. Do you celebrate? Uh, Of course. Um, yeah, I, I like to post a bunch about pride and then, um, oddly enough in Austin, it's very strange because our pride parade is in August. Um, mm, it's, interesting. It's really weird. So during pride month, I kind of have to figure out ways to celebrate it. But usually mm. Brittany and I, uh, my wife, Brittany, uh, we just kind of turn on, you know, LGBT stuff and, and watch what's going on. Um, in terms of like new movies or shows or whatever. Cute. Yeah. Okay. Cute. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I got lots of recommendations for you. Yeah. That's I, my whole, that's my whole gig. So please recommend. We're, we're like, we're dying for something new, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's, what's good right now? Um, what is good? I just watched a new show that has Margaret Cho in it. 
And I was happy about that because I love Margaret Cho. It wasn't a gay movie. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called Good on Paper. And it's got Eliza Schlesinger. And um, Margaret Cho was just a side character. But she's just so funny and cute. She kind of yeah. made the movie for me. So funny. Yeah. I've been loving her. Good on Seeing paper. Her like 15, yeah, good on paper. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty good. Okay. I left. Well, know. that is... Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So I... Um, I want to say, Emily, I I've I have taken a lot of your time. I don't know what your day looks like, but I know I've taken a lot more of it than I initially asked Brittany for. Oh. Brittany is not only your wife; she's also your manager, right? Yeah, she. It's funny because, um, bef- you know, when I was starting out, really pursuing this, um, I, I <laughs> she was like, "I'll help you out," and I was like, "Okay, yeah," because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And so she's like, all right, so I'm your manager now. I'm going to make a fake website called Dirty Management. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, she would just reach out to these people and kind of, you know, at the time, nobody really knew my name or who I was or what, you know, anything about me. And so um, like, hey, I I work with this artist, you know, and (laughs) people would be like, oh, cool. Yeah, because her website looked super legit. So um, yeah, ever since then, she's like, you know, been doing like day to day stuff and helping me remember what my fucking name is and <laughs> wait are you her only client that is so yeah. cute <laughs> yeah. oh that is so cute so this this is a great gig for her yeah, yeah pretty just straightforward one client only one person to manage yeah she she um she's the best she's like she's a virgo so she's very oh uh, wow very thank god for virgos right fucking real yeah. Virgos and Capricorns, what would we do without them? Somebody's got to get things done. Yeah, <laughs> so what's your sign? I'm a Taurus. Oh, fantastic. That's a great sign. Wait, what's your sign? Oh, wow. The I'm I'm loving this for you a Taurus and a Virgo. You got you got the uh trine. You're both earth. It's something. It's a soul. Or that's not trine. That's sextile or, you know, but you're you're both earthy. Yeah. She- I'm an Aries, but I've got a lot of Taurus uh, um uh in my chart. Cool. I got my Mars is in Taurus. Yeah. Dang. I love that grounded. You got to have a little grounding when you're a fire sign because you'll just fucking blaze out <laughs> into the ether. It's so very rock and roll though. Like, man, I love it. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I was less placid as a person, but I'm just really pretty like, you know. You know. Well, you're steady, right? Yeah. You've got like stick-to-itiveness maybe. Totally. Going yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Once I commit to something, it's like, that's the, that's the fucking thing, you know? Oh, I love committing. Oh boy. Oh yeah. That's I just love to just throw my my whole heart into something. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, it's the best. It's the best. Um well, I I really want to say thank you so much Emily for your time and for talking uh, at length about so many deep topics today. It's been really fun um yep. getting to spend my afternoon with you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the site and Yay! Yeah, just really, really happy to do it. And uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, well, um, the new album is called Outlier. It's out tomorrow, and you can start streaming it all the places that that happens. And you can catch Emily on tour coming up this coming up soon, all over the East Coast and and the South, and hopefully eventually the, the West Coast and Q1. Q1. <laughs> Q1. <laughs> Q1. <laughs> 